Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire. I guess we are your number one source for patriotic truth. I certainly hope so. You're here, you're watching, you're listening. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, election fraud. Proof of election fraud. And uh, what that could mean for the reinstatement of Donald Trump, if that means anything at all. Um, I just love saying that because I know how it, like, it does trigger like liberals. Um, that was curious conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but we're going to get into that whole thing. But before we do, do us a favor, like the video, share the video, comment on the video. Do you think election fraud happened? I know that's a weird question to ask our audience, but some of them don't this, believe this it. This late in the game. This I, I, the I think game. we've all we've all reached our own opinions on it, but we're, <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about it because there's some new stuff. So if you think there has or hasn't been election fraud, comment below. Also, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. And do us a favor. Become a member of Freedom Wire. Real easy to do. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Give us your email. We'll start sending you stories that are important to conservatives like you guys and like us. And you probably won't read anywhere else. All right. Let's dive into this. So, so... So I wrote this article yesterday called The Big The Truth About the Big Lie. They keep calling election uh, Trump's claim of election fraud the big lie. The problem with this is by definition it is not a lie. At at the very least, the very least they could call it it's an accusation. Because there are there are well now there is and, and there has been evidence of voter fraud. If there is evidence of something, you cannot say it is a lie. It is an accusation until it is proven false. It is not a lie, but they love saying this big lie label. They Oh, the big lie, the big lie. It shows how dumb they really are because it's not a lie. If, if, I, if I watched you murder somebody or I didn't watch you murder somebody. If I saw you at a murder scene holding a knife and said, that guy's the killer, but then we go through the entire process and find out you were just an innocent bystander that came onto that scene and found this knife. Oh, cool bloody knife. You never and, find those for free. It wasn't a lie. And me calling you yeah. a, a murderer wasn't a lie. It was just an accusation that was proven false. Like it, well, it's a double meaning because both sides are calling it the big lie. So Trump is calling it the big lie too, but obviously for different reasons. Yeah. It, it's they're using the same label because you know there's the constant fight we have over how malleable our society wants to make truth. There is no absolute truth anymore. Um, but Sean's right. It, when, when there's evidence for things, it's an accusation. It's not a lie. It's not a lie. Uh, at this point, it's really closer to a theory or a hypothesis until it's disproven. There needs to be continued testing and continued investigation and all this stuff, which is what we're getting. And funnily enough, the more we look into it, the more we see w weird stuff happened. Something was wrong here. Um, I'll make the point I, I make pretty frequently. It doesn't prove that Trump won. It just proves that weird things happened. If you get enough weird things that happened in a row, you can potentially find that Trump won, but that's not even what we're arguing at this point. Because, yeah, they, they keep finding things that were done incorrectly. We'll get into some of the specifics in a minute, but 
Okay, all these ballots were double counted for Biden, and then also a bunch were double counted for Trump. So do, maybe the weird stuff was just caused by rampant inefficiency and Biden still won. That That's still up in the air. That's what we're trying to determine here. But nobody even wants to talk about the fact that we have questions. You're, you're not allowed to ask questions anymore. It's not like there's just one instance of one vote that was flipped or one county. There's dozens of counties in several states where they're fine. there's mountains of evidence, like tens of thousands of pieces mm-hmm. of evidence, from affidavits to flipped votes to um, people who got arrested for doing sketchy things at the poll. There's all kinds of evidence, and some of those were found in Georgia, in Fulton County, this week. I'm going to read a small clip. It says, the analysis turned up at least 36 batches of mail-in ballots containing 4,255 votes that were added redundantly to the audit results, according to voters organized for trust election results in Georgia, voter GA. So nearly 3,400 were for Democrat Joe Biden. 36 batches. It's not just one batch. It's 36 batches in just one county in one state. Do we know? Do we know what the what Biden won that county by? I don't know how many. Yeah, it'd be interesting it was, it to was know. It was razor thin. If I'm not and that's kind of where the main issue comes in here, because no matter what the left tries to say, Biden didn't win by a blowout. He won by an amount that's within the margin of error, like within where you could realistically question, okay, if you flip a few thousand one way or the other, it could change the whole thing. Well, it, right, and here's the thing, you only, like in some of these states, you only need to turn one or two counties, mm-hmm. and that turns the entire state. If there, was, if there was incompetence or fraud that happened in these, just these two counties in some of these states, it could flip the entire state red and we have a different winner of the 2020 election. Now, he, <clears throat> Here's the question. What do we do if this is what happened? I think about it every day. I don't know. <laughs> the, the further we go into this and the more things we uncover, the more obvious it becomes that we are just barreling towards a constitutional crisis because nobody knows what to do here. This wasn't even a thing that people anticipated happening. And unfortunately, like what this proves is that this probably isn't the first time it's happened because these things never get caught the first time around or the second time or the third time. These things keep going over and over and over again until somebody finally catches on. And all these investigations are proving that our electoral system is full of holes, full of easily exploitable openings, and people have likely been doing that forever. So that's why it's important to look at this. Why you think the left would want to be on board with it because they should, you know, want to secure elections regardless of who won. But because they think think. you'd think, but because they keep saying, oh, if you question the process, you're questioning the legitimacy of Biden's presidency. Yeah, that makes you that makes you evil. Then they they never want to look at it. It means you're racist, you're Jim Crow. Exactly. What did he say, Jerry? 21st century Jim Crow? Yeah. Biden also said that, you know, the, the GOP's election security efforts are the biggest threat to our democracy since the Civil War. But if I recall correctly, about a month ago, the biggest threat to our democracy since the Civil War was white supremacy. The week before that, it was climate change. The week before that, I think it was back to voters. For, basically, everything's the biggest threat since the Civil War. But here's the thing. They say these things. 
They say that this is Jim Crow, that this is voter suppression, but they don't say why. They don't, they don't, tell me what part of the Arizona bill, tell me what part of the Texas bill, tell me what part of any, any bill of the voter integrity laws that are being voted on right now, show me how this is racist. The Supreme Court looked at it and said, it ain't racist. Mm-hmm. If that's, that's the highest court in the land. And it was, what was it, seven to two? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, seven to two. Seven to two. They, that's a pretty good majority. And, and that means... What, that means that at least one, one of the the uh, liberal or slash Democrat justices said it w- it wasn't racist mm-hmm. as well. But you'll notice they've moved on from voter ID now. Now it's out of precinct voting is racist because black people should just be able to show up to any precinct they feel like it and vote there. And which is crazy. They're saying, well, they don't have the transportation to get. Well, to then the why precinct. are they that which, in another precinct? Which it makes no sense, though, because precincts are based on how close you live right. to the location. <laughs> like, they, it doesn't make any sense. They keep moving the goalpost on what exactly the problem is. You know, they want to say, oh, it's racist to assume that, you know, people can get IDs because, you know, minorities are incapable of getting IDs, obviously. And then when we kind of pointed out, hey, it's racist to assume that minorities aren't able to get IDs, it's not really that hard. Then they moved it to, oh, well, it, it, it's more about disenfranchisement. It's more about, you know, they, they have to stand in long lines. Oh, wait, now they now they have to go to specific precincts, and that's, that's, that's how hard it's to get to. Been. Yeah. And, but every single one of these things, it, it it's the typical leftist tactic of just complain about the proposed solution rather than make the thing easier. Like, okay, are you saying that it is so overly burdensome to get an ID that it makes it impossible for minorities and people who live in the inner city to vote. Make it easier to get an ID. But here's like the thing. It, but it costs less money and requires fewer people getting fired there to is, protest a voting bill than to fix an ID system if it's broken. The problem it's is the ID easy. system isn't broken. It's, it's, yeah, not. it's not. broken. Uh, there's an overwhelming majority of Americans, regardless of their race, that have IDs. And overwhelming, regardless. Think how many uh, 15-year-olds go to the DMV to get their learner's permit. Well, here's the thing. It's not that complicated. You can't have a job without an ID. You cannot have a bank account without an ID. You can't can't get uh, electricity to your home. there's There's nothing you can do, really, without identifying yourself as who you are. You can't get cable. I mean, there's... You can't go out and buy a case of beer... At your local grocery right. store, hopefully, hopefully. You can't go to the state-rated R movie. You can't. There's a, everything. There is a reason why identification is required, and the fact that the left wants to dis, wants like are now saying that IDs are racist when it comes to the most sacred uh, part of the American experience, which is voting. It lets you know that they don't care if. There, if somebody is a citizen or not, this is the ultimate. Uh, this is the ultimate uh, aim of the left, as they want everybody to be able to vote, which is why they appeal so hard to illegal immigrants. And the craziest part of all is that when when asked, minorities support voter restrictions more than white people do. So it's like you're targeting the wrong audience. <laughs> and that's why they they keep moving the goalposts, like I was saying, because. Every time they come up with something, it just falls apart. Now they have to 
you know, shift to a new attack. But you know, what you notice is that they can't actually point to anything that's written in the bill. They can't ever say, okay, this clause has this effect. All they can do is speculate and postulate about like saying, things like, down the road. Black people count as three-fifths of a person mm-hmm. or whatever. Every, everything they say is racist is racist for saying that it's racist. Yeah. That's the problem. Oh, black people uh, don't vote on Sundays, or or how do you know? How do well? It's, it's you know statistics. Uh, no, people are going. They're people. People who have jobs are going to not like you know if they're going to go vote when they can. This every every. This is the part that drives me crazy. Is they are their reasoning why something is racist is for their own racial biases. And that's what that's the part that doesn't compute to me. How the how they don't understand they think they're standing up for racial equality. Meanwhile, they are showing how much different they think they are from our minority community. Well, that's why it's not about equality anymore. It's about equity because under equity, it's okay to treat everybody differently as long as you know outcomes are the same. So if the outcomes happen to favor Democrats 100% of the time, oh, well, that's just, you know, the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. But they, they keep pushing these things of, oh, th- this disproportionately affects whatever community. But the way all these bills are structured, if it makes voting more complicated, it makes it more complicated for everyone. If you have to stand in a long line, a person of every race is standing in that line. If you have a higher burden of proof to verify your identity, every person has to do that. It, like, it's not like, okay, there's different sets of rules for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing. And I know it would you know, kind of shock the left to hear about it, but voting's not supposed to be a super easy, convenient thing that fits into your schedule whenever you want it to. It's a civic responsibility. You're supposed to do it. But it's not just supposed to be, oh, yeah, do it flippantly whenever. Stop by on your way home from the store, cast your vote, go about your day. Like, it's supposed to be something that you actually, you know, put thought into. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, very few people, white, black, whatever color you are, happen to do that nowadays. People don't, people don't care. They don't treat it with, you know, the proper respect that it's supposed to have. And if you can't do that, then that's why you can get an absentee ballot. I mean, if you can, if you know that you will not be able to go to the poll on September or November third, November eighth, whatever it is, then you can order your ballot months ahead of time. That's just what it is. If you want to vote that bad, then you will do that, and if you don't, then you don't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't and and that's an established system, and it works. Mm-hmm. But what they want to substitute it for is, oh, we're going to send a ballot to everybody, regardless of whether they want it or not, and then we're just going to see what happens, and as we've seen with, you know, this For the People Act that they keep pushing um, and got struck down in the Senate. But, you know, it still it still exists. They're still fighting for it. Every time Biden comes out in public, he stumps for it. They want to essentially have a federal takeover of all the elections, but it it would codify everything they did in 2020 as the new way of doing elections. But as we're seeing out of all these election audits that are going on right now, None of that worked. It all went terribly. As we've seen, uh, Fulton County 
is is trending right now for the most recent thing. Uh, Tucker Carlson just had a whole big, like seven or eight minute monologue on it. Uh, there's a video of one of the guys from Voter GA going through scanned images. We'll try to have that video either inserted here or linked down below. He goes through and you, left and right side of the screen, images of two different ballot scans that are exactly the same. Where, oh, one has a little weird squiggle on the bubble. Other one has that same weird squiggle because it got scanned at least twice, if not more. And this was done hundreds, potentially thousands of times. So where, where does that leave us? Well, and that's the big, that's the biggest question. If, if it comes out that this, this presidency is illegitimate, and right now we don't know, but there is evidence that it could be, it kind of puts the American federal government in a pickle. I mean, I hear your theories on it. What what would happen? What would happen? Oh man, I I here's the thing is is I think Trump would be beating the drum that he should be re he should be instated, not reinstated, but he should be in, instated. Is that the word? Installed. 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 He should be installed into the White House. And probably give it an extra six months. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he would ask, I want my six months, like he wants his full term. That's what the, what Trump would do. Um, the left would say, would, would like, it would destroy liberals, I think. I think. I think proof that they stole the election would destroy the Democrat Party in a way that we could never, never do... You know, not that I would ever want to destroy the Democrat Party, because I want I will, I like having their their opinion around because it should be we should be able to hear both sides of any issue. You have to have both. Have to have both. However, I think it would decimate the Democrat Party because it would illegitimize illegitimatize everything they've done, everything. Because now everything they do will have a shadow of oh, they, but they cheated. Oh, but they want they're, they're, this is what's going on. So, I, you know, and I don't. And here's the other thing: is I don't see them giving up that power. I don't see the Democrats just going, "Okay, here's the White House." No way. I mean, I, I don't. I don't see it happening without a full government collapse. Because, okay, how, how do you render an entire presidential administration invalid and just say, "All right, we're done with it"? Because We've had presidents resign in disgrace before when they've done things wrong, but then power gets handed over to the vice president. Well, if the vice president was elected by the same fraudulent system, what is the vice president also resigns? We skip over Kamala, she goes, all right, great, Nancy Pelosi's president now. Well, if she's implicated in any of that and Democratic Party leadership starts collapsing, does, does she resign and not take it? Like, how far down the chain do we push it? Because we can't go past that without it completely blowing up on us. This has never happened before. And honestly, I think even the most vocal critics of the Biden well, administration, would ju they'd just go with it. I like, honestly I, would be, what I'd be afraid of would, this could lead, like this more than anything else could lead to an actual civil war. Like a, an actual insurrection. Yeah, it, could, it could be, you know, you get those, you get the, those extreme, uh, you know the guy, the both on both extremes. 
you get the extreme right wingers and the extreme left wingers. You'd, you'd have the extreme right wingers looking to, to oust Trump, and you'd have the extreme left wingers looking to protect Biden. Well, it, it, would, it would it would start. It would lead to militia group Antifa clashes in yes. the street, but like bloody yes. Antifa. Like, Cause, cause like I've always said no. that the the thing I I typically don't like discussion about you know second American Civil War because. If it happens, our country is done. There's there's not a coming back from that. Whatever comes out of the other end won't actually be America. But, <clears throat> excuse me, if it were to happen, the thing that would make it happen would be something very similar to the Kyle Rittenhouse situation, where instead of one guy shooting three guys, it's 30 guys shooting 150 guys. Because then it's not, you know, violence in the streets, then it's a battle. It's it's an actual armed conflict clash in the streets, and it would spill out from there. That's where it would go. So, you know, as to the question of where do we go from here, I, I don't know. Like, like, it's almost a worse idea if this comes out. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost worse if it comes out that they did steal the election. Uh, I think it's good if it comes out that they stole the election, even if it results in mass civil unrest, because it would, it would mean that they can never do this again. They can never do it again without completely destroying the country, and I don't think that they can take that risk, because they'll be so terrified of the backlash that they'll get if it's proven again in a future election. And I think the only, such, the only time it could possibly break out into like a civil war situation would be if... Let's say, hypothetically, that it did turn out that Trump won the election and all these states are overturned and he actually won. Then he would have to go back to D.C., hold another rally, and have a very similar like setup to January 6th. Because otherwise, I don't see Trump supporters flocking out to D.C. in support of Trump again without him actually being there. Because they follow him around, basically. I mean, here's, here's a question that I ask myself pretty frequently. Is Trump a guy who's worth doing that for like not it's not, not, but it's not about trump it's not about him but it, it would become about trump no. is is the question like like how how would it become about trump because if the election results prove that he won or at least enough to convince a ton of people that he won he he wouldn't let that go of course not. yeah of course no, he wouldn't but, let that but it's go. not about him. It's about what he stands for. It's about everything that he stands for and election integrity and all that. So, when you know, he always says, like, in reality, they're not coming after me. They're coming after mm-hmm. you. I'm just in the way. That's exactly what Trump is to the people. No, I, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is, would getting Trump himself back in the White House be the way to go as opposed to, okay, we've now established that this administration was not legitimately elected uh, there was all sorts of fraud behind the scenes. So what we're going to do is pass a voting integrity bill in every state that strictly locks everything down, uh, basically cut off their ability to do any of this again, but leave Biden where he is because removing a president and his administration would cause more damage than letting him stay. I, 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 I'm What I'm worried about is actual... Um, like fascism from the right taking hold. Like what I'm worried about would be like the people who felt would feel justified and emboldened by this. 
I do. I think Trump is the right man. Absolutely. What I what I think he was doing an incredible job as our president. Was he the nicest guy? On you know, no. But look, he was getting the job done and getting the job done faster and better than most most like you know anybody since. Like you could almost argue anybody ever, but I I, I like to say anybody since Reagan, but. At the same time, he he got a lot, you know, maybe FDR. FDR got a lot done quickly. But, um, you know, he, he was doing an incredible job. And, and I believe he has a vision for America that is right, align, right in line with a lot of people, especially me. His vision of America first, again, I, I subscribe to that Jordan Peterson mindset, clean your room. If you want to change the world, clean your room. Then you can work concentrically out in the circles outside of that room. First your room, then your house, then your yard, then your neighborhood, then, you know, your state, then whatever. Trump wants to clean America's room. And that's what he's been doing. He was trying his very best to clean America's room. Then we can worry about the rest of the world. I'm not concerned about fascism from the right taking over. I want to push back on that because... That's not the point. The point is to restore elections, and I don't think that the far right has enough manpower or popularity in order to have actual fascism. Well, it's not so much that it's 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 not the immediate fascism. It's the fascism that would come, I believe, from being able to be right about this situation, to be able to gain power mm-hmm. over this, you know, from this situation, and be able to almost say. Well, we have to do this, and so and can't, so it never happens again. And and that's the slippery slope that I worry about. Everybody's on the slippery slope right now because look at what happened after January sixth. It was the key moment the left had been waiting for forever. And so, okay, we have to do this to stop it from happening again. We have to get the FBI asking people to report on extremist family members. We got to get social media to flag extremist content. We have to uh, ban Trump. We have to read your private text messages for misinformation. We have to hold mass arrests for anyone who is even in DC, let alone at the Capitol on that day. And it's all in the effort of making sure it never happens again. Well, say we get down the road and okay, the entire 2020 election was rigged Trump actually won, Democrats cheated. Well, now suddenly the right has the moral high ground on that. Of, okay, we have to shore up our elections, and we ha- that's a good thing. We have to implement all these new policies. We have to curtail the power of social media and left-wing mainstream media to you know disseminate these stories. We have to crack down on freedom of the press because we're seeing people say whatever they want out there even when it's not true. And we wind up at the same place. It's the push for an all-powerful single-party system where opposition is evil and you you can't speak out against it. So there's that constant slippery slope. And that's why I always say it's not about right versus left. It's about people versus government. The government, unchecked on either side, will oppress yeah, and the, control the, you. The problem is is the people on that side are, want that power. Mm-hmm. That's the I, I can't. I, a true conservative does not want that power. A true conservative is is the one uh, entity that'd be like, I don't want this power. Give it back to everybody else. It's it's a shared power. Democrats 
are the only people that seem to want to covet and hold that power. That's the difference to me. Mm-hmm. As, 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 but at the same time, I could see how that power can corrupt a conservative. Of course, it's human nature, but I currently don't see any specific politician on the right that has those tendencies. No, not right so. now. Yeah, they, they all tend to limit themselves, but because the left is winning. We're, we're in 40, 50 years deep into that agenda, that takeover. They've been doing it since the 60s and 70s. So we're so far behind the eight ball that, honestly, conservatives couldn't do it if they tried right now. But let them overturn an election. Let them prove that an entire party conspired to oust a sitting president and install a puppet regime. And I think we'd be surprised at how quickly it goes the other way. I think it depends on who takes the ball. And like, this is why we're speculating so wildly here. We have no idea. Nobody has right. any idea. This has never been a thing that happened and never was supposed to happen. But these audits might show some more interesting things here. So stay tuned. We'll have more yeah. updates. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. Hopefully you like what you heard. Uh, if you did, do all that stuff we asked you to in the beginning. Um, become a member of Freedom Wire. All that good stuff. We'll be back with more of this, I'm sure, because this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. Uh, Connor, I'm sure, would say... We have all kinds of links that will be on there. Follow us on Spotify, all the other places you can follow us, and uh, take us on the go with you, not just on YouTube. We're everywhere that you can get your podcasts. Um, Hopefully this will be resolved soon. We'll find out one way or the other. Stay free, America. God bless you guys.